Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Starting out for our first podcast, we're going to recap the newest season of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. Welcome back. Welcome. So who so are we starting with this week? Well, let's start with Brittany and Yazan. So we start out and pick up with uh, Brittany and Yazan at Yazan's parents' house. And Brittany is leaving the house. She's really upset about the argument that just occurred with his parents. And she gets into the car, starts crying, and she doesn't understand why they got mad. She felt that she was being really respectful. And it was interesting because one of the things that Yazan brings up is that she was being really insolent. So this whole idea that it's not necessarily what you said or how you said it, but even just disagreeing is something that they just didn't approve of and that wasn't something that they accepted and she was having a hard time understanding that part so found that really interesting and he tries to to explain a little bit more she's upset at a certain point he finally pulled over his car because i was very concerned about them driving and her being so upset uh he pulls her over and and you know comforts her and then we see them at an apartment that he got for Brittany. And I have to give him uh, a round of applause because he did a really nice job. And all of a sudden, Brittany's tears were gone. She had a big smile on her face. She was uh, batting her eyelashes. She was just very happy. Um, and then she starts uh, saying, having some hope about things getting better, but that there's this cultural issue between them. Um, and then we try to see, we see Brittany trying to get Yazan to stay the night, and Yazan was like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and, they, and, and then they talked about how they're gonna move forward with Yazan bringing in one of his uncles to talk about, to talk with the family and try to help them out. And that, that brought us to, to the end with Brittany yeah. saying, Yazan might have to choose between him, his family, and her. And I just, I mean, I don't think that's going to be a choice that she's going to be happy with. Yeah, but, but I, I want to go back because I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, they've been fighting since she arrived in it's Jordan. Like so, <laughs> so they're not off to a good start. And, and, and I think, you know, she is um, unsure about her decision to like move and like give up her family and her life and start over. And, you know, she doesn't know the language in, in Jordan. She is all alone. And so that's not, you know, helping her adjust as easy as well. Um, and I think, you know, he's definitely really strongly connected to his culture. And so I think she's having a really hard time as we've sort of talked about, um, you know, for weeks now that her accepting his culture and even being open to, you know, some aspects of his culture are going to be a struggle for her. And I, and that continues to sort of show up in terms of her, like saying like, you know, he's going to have to give up his family. And I just, I don't see that happening. So I think they, 
we have a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah. Now my question is, would seeing flowers and a really nice apartment get you to forget about the entire big fight that you just had with a partner? Uh, no, but I can see her perspective <laughs> in that she was like, let's, like she realized, I think she said to herself that um, I don't want to ruin the night completely. So let's like mm-hmm. put this aside for now and come back to the, to these tough issues and mm-hmm. conversations, but let's try to enjoy sort of the moment. And I can see that perspective because I've definitely been in situations where um, like I've been on vacation with, you know, someone I was dating and like we had an argument and I'm just like, I just like personally kind of felt like I didn't want to go on vacation at the same time. Like I want to enjoy myself. So I'm like, okay, yeah. let's have a good time and we'll sort of talk through this, you know, later. And maybe that's on vacation. We sort of work through that, but I can see her perspective about like trying to appreciate that he did something really nice for her. Um, he <laughs> didn't expect that they were going to have an argument <laughs> at his mom's house. So I think she was rightfully, you know, giving him some, room to say like you really did something that was nice for me yeah 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 and he you know you know who he did better than who's that jihoon <laughs> we'll talk what? about jihoon we'll <laughs> we will talk about jihoon so uh, how about I, we talk about tim next yeah so like, let's let's travel to colombia um so tim who's from dallas texas 34 years old traveled to Colombia to meet with Melissa, who's 29. And they are showing um, in this episode where he's, you know, he's traveling to Colombia to meet with her and she's having a conversation with um, her mom about Tim coming to, to live with her. And really, they really highlighted a lot about sort of who she is as a person. And I think some of the things that we've seen earlier about how um, Tim's friends saw her as a really good person sort of came through in this episode when they began to like highlight, you know, some of, some of the qualities that she sort of expressed about herself. And so she talked about being very uh, independent and really wanting, um, you know, to leave Columbia to come to the U.S. to sort of learn more and enjoy life. And that's how she met Tim um, at a bar. And they had that long distance relationship where she was coming back to staying with him for some time to see how that would work out with them living together because she stated that um, she planned, you know, to marry, uh, she was looking at him as a possible person that she would be willing to marry because she loved him and then found out that he, he cheated. And so in that sort of conversation, she talked with her mom. Her mom is sort of not really on board with him coming, feels like oh, it's no. the least that he could do to sort of, you know, deal with some of the, the issues that have occurred in the relationship, but Melisa um, mentioned that, you know, her dad doesn't know about the infidelity. And so I'm curious about how those dynamics are going to play out. And, you know, if Tim is maybe even going to bring up the fact that he, he cheated, you know, in some conversations with dad, um, if, because I can see how he might feel guilty about his behaviors and sort of maybe disclose some of that, you know, unintentionally throughout conversations. Um, and so I think it's sort of on the fence from what I've got about whether Melisa really feels like they can move forward as a couple. And even if she wants to like have a long-term relationship with him, given like they still have a lot of issues in terms of like overcoming some of the mistrust. 
Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't really have a strong sense yet about whether or not this couple is one of those ones that will make it or not. I feel like they're giving us a little taste of both. Like you can tell that they really care about each other. They fell in mm -hmm. love. They're you know, somewhat different, but they really wanted to make it work. And she had planned on moving here and she's upset but she's still trying to forgive him, but she's saying that it's going to be hard. So I'm, I'm really wondering how he's going to be able to follow through with this. If, if he's really going to demonstrate how much he can be trusted or if he does something snaky or shady, that mm -hmm. would be interesting as well to see. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm really curious how this, now I will admit this is probably the most boring couple to me out of all the couples this season. <laughs> So I'm hoping that it gets exciting one way or another for this couple. So it'll be interesting to that end to see how things turn out. But I think personality-wise, though, that she although she seems to be, um, I mean, I guess I can describe her as, as an introverted, extrovert, whatever that term means, I, I hear people throwing around. Um, mm -hmm. But she seems like she's really like laid back and, and I, yeah, I have no description for Tim. But uh, <laughs> I think that they obviously have to work through the trust. And, and I think part of it is we don't know how much she knows about um, sort of what happened. It sounds like it was like a one-time thing. But I'm mm -hmm. curious about if she knows that this person was someone that he worked with. And so, like, what are the possibilities of them having some sort of interaction, you know, mm -hmm. at all in the future? And how that might impact, you know, some of her concerns about you know, regain some of that trust as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's a, here's a question too, because I feel like this is kind of coming up in, in their scenes, but when it comes to cheating, is it, I don't know if you can say better, but is it better to have cheated with a stranger or cheat with somebody that is known? I think, I don't know if it's better, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to rephrase the question and or restate the question and say that I think that it's easier to move past infidelity if it is someone that um, is a stranger, because I think it's easier to sort of cut off some of those ties with people. And so one of the things that I've had conversations with uh, therapy clients about in the past when I've, when I've dealt with infidelity in couples is that one of the sort of initial guidelines is that you have to cut off any contact with the other person. And so I think if you don't know, if you don't have any sort of relationship with that person or friendship, that it's easier, it's easier to say like, I'm going to delete them off of social media, delete their numbers, and I don't have to associate myself with them. But it's someone that you know, and that's in your sort of day-to-day -day environment, it may be much difficult to sort of avoid some of those situations or avoid um, suspicion about having some sort of contact. So mm -hmm. obviously, like Kim being in Colombia separates them from like having physical contact, you know, in the in the in the states. Um, but I think you know, having someone who you may have infidelity with that is, you know, you have no relationship with that person in terms of a uh, social relationship. That is easy yeah. to, to sort of move past that. Hmm. Good points. Good points. <laughs> and we shall see what happens with those two. All right. So let's talk about your other favorite couple, Devin and Jihoon. 
Evan and Jihoon. So we only got them for a little bit of time, and actually we just got Jihoon. And Jihoon goes to visit his mother to talk with her about what's going on, and he lets her know that Devin took the kids and went with her mom to stay in a hotel, and that Jihoon is basically upset for having disappointed Devin, that he um, is 30 years old and he hasn't been able to um, be more financially stable. He admits to lying to Devin. But his mother's reaction is so interesting because she's basically like, what's the big deal? Right. <laughs> so what? She told a few little white lies and she makes a statement that all Korean men uh, will tell little white lies mm -hmm. um, or might, you know, be a bit irresponsible. And so she makes that generalization. So right. that's a generalization. Um, and, and so she kind of just brushes it off. Like this is no big deal. And your wife shouldn't be just getting up and leaving. You have to work things through. So I, I do get what she said about working things through. But the whole, you know, it's okay to lie, I, I wasn't feeling that. But at least Jihoon wasn't siding with his mom. He really was taking it, I, I, I felt, it looked like he was taking it very deeply that he realized that he had done some wrongs. Um, he starts crying. His mother immediately tells him to stop crying. And she <laughs> lets the camera know that her son is somewhat soft. Um, but she tries to give him hope and tells him that, look, you have a lot of time to change your path. You, you can do something different. You're not at, like in your, your 70s or 80s. You know, you're early on in life, so you can do some things. So kind of left with that little bit of hope. But that's how, how that scene, scene wrapped up. So Jihoon yeah. is feeling it right now. Oh, and, and I, think, I think you should. And I think sort of going back to your point about telling white lies i'm wondering about how like how much has he lied to his parents about their relationship because mm -hmm. you've had a lot of time to like try to make some better decisions in terms of like finding a, a more stable job that can sort of support your family as they sort of come to south korea and you didn't really mm -hmm. do that because you wanted to take naps um and so i think like you know he's realizing that he he screwed up and he made a lot of mistakes but i think like having that like insight in terms mm -hmm. of like your actions like he's showing some growth in that but his actions are not changing and so he's he's like he he's halfway there in terms of i think devin being able to reconsider this relationship because i almost feel like she's checked out and i don't yeah. know if they can possibly recover at this point and he talks about you know he's talked with you know, his mom about having this, you know, $30,000 in debt and also mentioned to um, Devin about this debt. And, and he's been like borrowing money apparently from his parents mm -hmm. about this. But now I'm more curious about, you know, what is he spending this money on? Like, what is this debt that he has? <laughs> because he talked about not, you know, going to, you know, college or the university. And so like, mm -hmm. I want to know, like, what is he really screwing off, screwing around and wasting money on? Oh, well, I think the debt has to do with um, that he had gotten into some trouble a while back ago having to do with selling phones. And so I, I think this was, yeah, yeah, I think this was a part of that is, is my, I could, I could be wrong, but I, I think this is somewhat related to that. Okay. 
Well, I, I so I, regardless, I think that he is he's not um, willing to change his behaviors to be an adult. And and I I don't know. I didn't like his mom's reaction, not just her mm-hmm. overall reaction, but the point that she was like, "Well, you know, he's a young," and I'm like, "He's thirty. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to say that. If he was twenty twenty five, maybe, but thirty, I don't. And maybe it's different." In, like, I don't know what the norms are in South Korea, but um, for... And he also has a child now, too. Yes. So there's that added piece. Yeah. And, well, and a family. So you have, you're oh, married yeah. and you have two, two kids that you have to mm-hmm. support. So I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not allowing her to excuse his behaviors because of her statement about Korean guys, uh, you know, screwing up and telling white lies when they're young because you're 30 and that's not young to me. Yeah. And these weren't little white lies. Like he told lies that got his family to relocate themselves from one country to another country right. and, and fully depend on him. That isn't just a little white lie. That's, that, that's something that should have a lot of consequence to it. Right. And the consequence may be that Devin and the kids go back to the United States when her mom leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We will see. So next we have your favorite, well, one of your favorite couples, Jenny and Submit. Yes. So let's talk about Jenny and Submit. So last episode we left off, Jenny was really adamant about um, getting to see the the papers so that she can make sure that she (laughs) is not being a fool for coming back to India. Um, and so we've talked about sort of this big age gap and Jenny is 61, Samantha is 32. And, and um, she's finally back because he's divorcing his, his wife um, in India. And so they finally go to, to meet the, the lawyer and talk about the divorce process. And, he asks, and Jenny asks um, the lawyer about sort of time framing and sort of how long does it, it take um, to get a divorce, and he basically tells her the same thing that Samit's friend told her last um, episode that it takes you know anywhere from two to five years, sometimes longer, for that divorce to be final. And she was again like she's in shock and disbelief that it takes that long to get mm. a divorce because she kept saying that you know in the United States it happens you know you file your papers, you get your receipt or your proof, and and you sort of go about your way. Um, and so he continued to talk with her about that process and how in India that once the divorce is even final, that the parents also have to, well, the parents could potentially object to the divorce. And so she found out that even once sort of this six month time frame, sort of what was estimated for a submit's divorce to be final is that his parents could still decide that they have, you know, some sort of valid reason to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jenny was really outside of that was wondering like, well, can you show me some proof? And the attorney was like, you know, there are these uh, marriage act within India that prevents us from showing you, you know, the final papers within like this first step, you know, of the div- divorce process and that it has to be sort of finalized before you can really get this actual proof is again, like Gina was like, you know, I don't understand like why, like we're not showing it to anybody else. We just want it for our own <laughs> sort of records. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's not how, how it works here. Um, but once they sort of got past that and she was at least sort of open to the idea that, okay, he has, has taken some steps for the divorce. 
um, we're going to get, you know, something, some records soon and that, you know, his parents hopefully won't object because in her mind, she said the only thing that she's done was take um, some Miss Virginity. And I was like, I could have dealt with that. <laughs> with that part. But I'm just like, that's she not a so crime. <laughs> she had a little smirk, a little glimmer in her eye. It was so, it was awesome. She was that it's not a cry. But I think the, the most interesting part about the episode for me was when they went to go meet, uh, well, they were planned to meet Submit's friends and their wives, but only the husbands showed up and they were mm-hmm. basically stating that, um, you know, one of them came out and rightfully said that, you know, his wife, you know, really disagrees uh, with the divorce. He also has some concerns about their relationship. Um, but he also was joking about, you know, they look like, you know, grandmother and, and, and grandson yeah. walking over. And I was like, oh, I kind of cringed. Um, but I don't know, like, if they were really telling the truth about, you know, at least one of their wives was like, you know, sick, supposedly, quote unquote. Um, and Jenny was like, I don't believe that they're sick. They just don't want to meet me. And that's fine. She's, she's comfortable with if people don't support their relationship you know, that, that she doesn't have to have any contact with them. So what are yeah. your thoughts about Jenny and Samit? Yeah, you know, I was, I was excited, that little moment for Jenny. Um, but I, I feel like she handled it well. Like she has a good understanding that some people are not going to like their, situ- their relationship. Um, and she doesn't want them in her life that she doesn't want to be around them. I did feel sad for her. Jenny, girl, if I was in India, I would be your friend. Um, Palm Springs is not too far for me. If you're back in Palm Springs, I would still be your friend. She seems like such a lovely person, you know, like she just, she just wanted to have a girlfriend to go shopping with, to tell her what the Indian fashions are. That's all she wanted. Um, And I I was, I was, as I was watching, I was like, I can imagine that both of their wives are probably out shopping somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Without Jenny. messed up you know but what i will say that i noticed um and i've seen Simit do this a few other times where he just he stood up for her he said look i love her i i'm gonna be i'm gonna marry her this is the person that i'm gonna be with and i don't care so given how much his friends and even his his brother earlier on was talking about the influence of the family in their country i think that this is huge for him that he is literally risking not having anything to do with his entire family for this relationship that's how strongly he feels for this relationship um yeah. so, so that, i'm wondering was- you're not to cut you off but i'm wondering though because they do really love each other and he is you know trying to be all in as much as possible to to support their relationship and to get the divorce that would he be willing to leave india for her if and sort of break traditions and norms as a as a way to to make sure that their relationship lasts because i i think i i'm on the fence waiting to see you know as the season um continues that once the divorce papers and come and the divorce is final is will his parents reject to them yeah. so i'm wondering like what's going to happen you know how, are they prepared to sort of confront um you know that one once if that you know is the outcome once his mm-hmm. parents ought to get the papers yeah yeah i i really hope that they do ex- because he's been 
pretty firm on this. So I hope that they change their outlook on this relationship and that they do end up accepting it. But I mean, it sounds like they're going to be together no matter what. So well, wherever I mean, that is, I, I hope said, they find community. Yeah. I've said from the beginning that I, I'm all for them working out. I just see that they have a lot of um, challenges ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think a big, a big part of it is just some of the like strong cultural expectations and norms. And I think she, again, similar to Brittany, feels like um, she should take like president over being uh, president over sort of decisions and norms around, like he's gonna be with her regardless because their love is so strong. And I don't know if that's gonna be the reality if it comes to that as being like, you know, family culture versus Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope they can, I hope they can figure it out. Let's say well, that. We'll see, we'll see how it works out. <laughs> so who's next? Well, finally, we have the couple that we have been waiting for to get together, Kenneth and Armando. So, so before you jump in, I'm yes. going to ask this question. Did you cry for this I episode? Did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was so sweet. Armando's just cooking dinner. He's just made, you know, he made the home all lovely for him. And Kenneth, Kenneth is just, his heart is just out on his sleeve. Like he is just out there. He was so excited when they hugged each other. I just thought it was the cutest thing that they're finally, and just beautiful that they were finally together and how happy they were. Um, you know, they start, uh, they start to have dinner and start to get talking and Kenneth finds out that Armando's dad didn't see him off. And so he's a little bit worried about what it's going to look like when they go to pick up Hannah, Armando's daughter, uh, in a week. Um, I'm a little worried about that too. Um, and then we start to get a little inkling of some of Kenneth's, let's just say, maybe some of his issues. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and first off, one of them was that Kenneth um, finds out that there's no AC in their new place. There also is no central heat. He finds out the bank is about 40 minutes away. And so that was something he wasn't used to. So I didn't pay too much attention in the beginning. I was just like, okay, I noticed this. But then later on, we see Kenneth and Armando blissfully waking up after their first night together since reuniting. And they go into town to just take a trip. And we discover that Kenneth is a germaphobe. Mm -hmm. He is also definitely a, a city guy kind of person um and he already started complaining he was complaining a little bit about the roads um there was a snack vendor in the streets as they were walking who had delicious looking snacks that i wanted myself but like dirt according i'm not gonna eat that that's just been sitting out there so he didn't want to eat that he had comments about the hospital and the conditions that the hospital looked like that he wasn't going to go there. They go into a little store and I mean, I don't know about you, but I was kind of bothered by this. I, I don't know how to describe the look that was on Kenneth's face, but you could tell he was just looking at everything like it just wasn't up to par for him. 
you know, and mm-hmm. I, I really did. This was the first time that I had a negative feeling about this couple was just watching how Kenneth was adjusting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Armando got the place together. Kenneth, you couldn't learn some Spanish. You couldn't bring a little Google translator. You know, Devon, Devin yeah. did it. She oh, and, and his, his Spanish, I mean, my Spanish is, is not like conversational. I, I know mm-hmm. a little bit, but like it was horrible, even to the point like he couldn't even like repeat back to say words. And it was like being benewed. I'm like, wait, where did you get that? Like that wasn't <laughs> even the inflection that he pronounced the word. And so, yeah, he's he's going to have a hard time. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I feel like the adjustment piece for him is going to be a big challenge to overcome. And I don't know, like in terms of like him being a germaphobe, but it, I got the sense that Armando is very aware that he's a germaphobe and, and mm-hmm. that he's probably known this since, you know, the couple of visits that he's had in Mexico. But I think it, it, the light bulb just went off for, for uh, Kenneth to, to realize like, I am living in a new country and I don't know anything. I don't know the language. I mm-hmm. don't know how to communicate with anyone and and I thought it was hilarious when they went to the restaurant to eat he was like what kind of food are they serving it's like uh, the guy stopped and was like I can't believe you asked Mexican food he's like I, <laughs> I just well, assumed there would be other yeah, food here <laughs> it, it goes to show and Kenneth had said this that when they when he's come before it's been a vacation so I don't know if I guess maybe they've only stayed at hotels or resorts and he just hasn't gotten out into the community at all. Mm-hmm. So that being a shock. But again, could you not have done some preparation, especially Spanish? The Spanish, I just can't forgive that he could have picked up something mm-hmm. along the way to be conversational. But we start to hear this theme and I'm wonder- I'm going to wonder how this is going to change their dynamic where Kenneth is realizing that he's going to be very dependent upon Armando for for a while and I don't even know if we know if they're both working or not right now I yeah I don't know what Armando does I know there was some mention of him like not earning enough so it sounds like he Mm -hmm. does work um but it's not enough to sort of support them but the other piece may be obviously like he's moved to a different place and so maybe he's not going to be working Mm-hmm. Now, because he has to find a new job because they both are in a new city that is unfamiliar yeah. um, to them. And so I know that it was mentioned, you know, Kenny is, Kenneth is going to be supporting them, you know, while they live there because all of his money that he, you know, had already. Um, and so it sounds like, you know, Armando yeah. maybe not working, you know, for the time being because he he's in a new um, city. But I think if if neither one of them are working, obviously at some point that's gonna you know be a challenge for them to sort of figure out how to navigate um, some of that. Especially if you know if if Kenneth is not um, able to speak the language, it's gonna be difficult mm-hmm. for him to be able to find you know some type of job and at least the type of job that he may want to have. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I imagine he has some uh, expectations around um, employment um, in Mexico as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking that that's going to be a lot of time together if they're not working and to not be able to communicate so you can't meet other people and kind of have your own thing going on, you know, because this was pre-COVID. 
right now everybody's used to I got to if I have a person I'm going to be around this person all the time but pre covid mm -hmm. that's a lot of closeness so yeah. I do wonder how that's going to impact their relationship and if their dynamic changes at all yeah that will be interesting to see how that works out it and definitely because now Kenny also feels um he mentioned feeling nervous and being uncomfortable um as well which he didn't have that sort of um reluctance you know on his mm -hmm. way to come to Mexico and so now that reality is sitting in um he's beginning to I think maybe sort of rethink you know was this a a good decision even though he's in love with Armando uh, I think that's going to be something that he's going to have to also overcome you know some yeah. of those challenges about uh, adapting to a new environment in a new country yeah yeah for sure but I will tell you this and this is my manage my message to uh, Kenneth there's something wrong with you if you do not enjoy a horchata. It is one of the best drinks that are out there. <laughs> he was saying it tasted gross. It's like the best milky cinnamon drink that there exists. So Kenneth, I haven't tried it yet, so I, I'm oh. not going to speak on it. But um, he was like, what is the purpose of this white water? <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was going to spit it out, but at least he swallowed it. But he, it wasn't yeah. a pleasant drink um, yeah. to him. <laughs> We're going to get you a horchata. I'll have to try that <laughs> the next time I'm in Mexico. <laughs> you can get it down the street. You live in LA. It just got down the street. Well, I'm not, I'm not on the internet adventures right now, but oh, well, um, I'll make a note. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Page. Yes, Dr. Turner. It's that time in the show. Yep, it's time for the Page Turner where we share what we're most looking forward to in next week's episode. All right. Page what are you Turner. looking forward to next week, Dr. Page? Okay. I am looking forward to Devin and Jihoon because it looks like they're about to break up. Not that I want them to break up. I actually want this family to stay together, but it, it looks like they're, they're, uh, 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 Devin is at her wit's end with him. So I really want to see how that pans out. And again, I hope it works out for the two of them. So I think I might be looking forward to um, Kenny and Armando. And so yeah. they're my favorite couple. But for next week, um, I'm interested to see how they're going to navigate um, PDA and affection because um, we already had some discussions about, you know, sort of um, gay relationships in Mexico or, or not mm -hmm. really um, there's not a lot of support um, for that. And so Kenny apparently is, is likes affection and, and they showed a clip about, you know, him reaching, to, you know, to try to hold Armando's hand while they were walking down the street. He was like, this is not the place um, mm -hmm. to do that. So I'm really curious to see how he's going to handle that. And also how they maybe have some more discussions about some of what are the cultural sort of expectations of how to navigate, you know, some of that. Uh, mm -hmm. relationship yeah yeah some good stuff so we'll see what happens next week all right see y'all next week thank you for listening to psych in reality with dr t and dr p give us your thoughts was it good for you what other shows would you like to see us recap be sure to like us on facebook and also share the episode thanks for joining us and join us next time on psych in reality with dr t and dr p